I'm Tarun. I'm Chris. And this is Weekly Download, episode number 11. This is a podcast that a couple of informatics students just decided to do completely on a whim. And we're really poor. It's true. So, you know, I can't keep buying these computers. And I can't keep spending my time doing this for free. Or probably I can, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I probably can. Time is always free, but I can't buy a Mac Mini without your guys' help. So, help fund Chris's MacBook fund and my time fund by visiting weeklydownload.com slash sponsorship and emailing us at contact at weeklydownload.com to inquire about a sponsorship. Sponsorships are only $100. $100. And you've got access to a new and noteworthy podcast on iTunes where we will talk about your product like we love it like sliced bread. No matter what we really think of it, we promise that it'll be the greatest product to ever come out. I'm sure we'll love it. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Chances are we pick the things that we love, so we'd love to talk about it, we'd love to blog about it, and we'd love to tell everyone about it. And for Shamelessly. that price, yeah, shameless, absolutely shameless. I'll call people. I will knock on people's doors. So... so what have you got to lose? Email us. Tweet us. Whatever you want. Thanks for listening. And one more thing, if we can request. Head over to iTunes right now. If you're listening to us, just head over there. Log in with your Apple ID. It takes two seconds. Just give us a, that was great, and a, and a quick rating. Five stars. Right. Five stars. Because we already have 12 five stars. Okay, are we, are we good with that now? I, I think so. Weekly download number 11. Uh, the top download for this week has got to be... Well, so HP, we talked about it. We talked about it last podcast. We talked about how... Okay, We've been talking about it. It's old news. WebOS is gone, so to speak. Off kind the, of. Kind of. It's on the bench right now. And HP has said, forget it. We don't want to do anything with software uh, with hardware. We want to be a software enterprise However, business. if you go to the website right now, the touchpad is available for $99. Well, it's sold out everywhere. I happen to pick up three of them, and turns a little cranky You ju- Don't talk about that. Don't talk about your lucrative business deals. I won't. I won't. That I, aren't even benefiting the podcast. I mean, Here it's we are begging for money. <laughs> Here we are begging for money, and you're the one going, oh, I just made money selling my touchpad. Well, anyway. Their, their website, they're selling it, they were selling it for $99. There's now something on the website that says, due to a significant price increase in our HP touchpad, demand has been overwhelming. We will notify, sign up for this email to know when there are more touchpads available. So is this like all a big game that they were playing? or They're going to make more? I, go to the website. I mean, this? Let, let me read it to you. Okay, well, but look. even Okay, wait, wait a minute. I, but I, I'm just saying, like... Why would, if it was a game, this is the biggest losing game I've ever seen. If they wanted market share, I mean, this is a good way to get it. They're going to lose. Thank you for your interest in the touchpad. Due to significant price reduction, we expected over, we experienced overwhelming demand for the product and are temporarily out of inventory. Please enter your email address below to be notified if we have stock available. What? I know, right? What? <laughs> it was a ploy. The whole thing. We were shammed. It's. I was talking. Guess to... what, Blogosphere? You guys are wrong. HP totally fooled <laughs> they you. They got you. So and now they've got the market share. So well, uh, do they? I mean, I mean, not really. Eh? Probably not lots of people all. are selling them like hotcakes, like I am. The fact of the matter is, if you consider the iPad as a PC, Apple is the biggest manufacturer of PCs in the world. Right. How can you possibly? 
overcome that when you look at the tablet landscape today the pitiful way it is actually i don't think it's that pitiful i mean you look at the touchpad i liked the touchpad you liked the touchpad i didn't until i used it it. oh okay so you played with them tell us about it i mean i there was certainly software glitches there were weird things it was clunky i mean this is not really what is clunky you said clunky when i asked you about this before what is that Uh, it just you'd go to close things it'd take a second you go to rotate the screen it'd be kind of weird programs would take like three to five seconds to, to turn on i'm used to my ipad where everything just sort of boom it's there and i mean this isn't really hp's fault but my, the biggest thing was the apps that i wanted were missing and again this isn't hp's fault but it kind of is like hmm. you need to get a better developer community and i maybe selling your product at 99 dollars and probably taking like a 300 loss might be a way to do that i guess when you mentioned the apps missing so what apps were missing well what? i occasionally like to use netflix Those okay netflix. okay wait a minute now stop <laughs> You buy an iPad out of the box, and if and let's assume iOS five, it lets you do it completely wirelessly. You don't need a you don't need a thing. Right. Uh, a couple of screens later, after you know getting your wireless network set up, you're there. But it doesn't say anywhere go download apps. It's kind of like you just know you should know. This right. is the biggest thing about new designs that I have a bugging problem with. Now, actually, I don't know if I told you about this, but remember how last week or two weeks ago I talked about how Google Plus when you log in, they kind of just expect you to know how to use how the to service. Use it, yeah. Now, if you go and log in, like my login screen was here are circles. Here's what Hangouts are. You can post up well, here. Well, you were a beta user, and now they're slowly probably taking it to mass market, so that's, that's maybe part of it. Okay, well, so then you think that uh, the iPad's going to have that? Because I don't think so. I don't think, I think it's very unappley to have no, a I demo. Mean, they'll, they'll never have the demo. But, I mean, in HP's defense, there's a there's a tab that says Downloads Really Big, and that's where the HP store is. So, I mean, yeah, how but, much more okay, clear can you get? Okay, but, uh, and then do what? I, okay, I guess the bottom line is, if you have a tablet or a PC in general, the general use cases okay i want to put something on it i guess then we just assume that people know how to do this but if you're going to take this and you're going to try and make it really mass market and when i say really mass market i really mean taking it to third world countries that don't have a computer at all right what are they going to do with it they don't have the internet so they can't get any apps so the only thing is they can do is what's out of the box so okay but anyway which is actually pretty funny because i mean the apps in general like are the reason like you don't have to get on the internet to use the apps sometimes exactly you got games and things so yeah it's definitely a double-edged sword but anyway, okay, we're going to say we digress. It's it's a design thing. We're a couple of design kids, so obviously we're going to talk about that. But Apple has an incumbency, and how do you challenge them? Well, you make a product that looks just like theirs. You I mean, make that well works. make a product that looks like it. Actually, it hasn't been right. I mean, clearly it hasn't been because well, the mean, other companies haven't done much of anything. Okay, that's true. So touchpad was good, but not as good when you actually play with it. Right. Today I saw a friend who had a. Um, a Samsung Galaxy Tab. And so I started playing around with it. It's not that bad. It's just Honeycomb is crippled. I think that it's... I've played with Honeycomb only in the stores. And I feel like it, it actually takes some, like, learning. Like, to figure out where things are, to figure out... The widgets and the messiness That's of what the I mean. UI, like, it's just... like, everything being everywhere. Like, the dashboard, to me, on the MacBook, let alone on the concept, is overwhelming yeah i mean no one uses i shouldn't say that i occasionally use dashboard but i'm the only person i know who uses dashboard. okay i use dashboard but the only reason i use dashboard is one to look at the weather and two to look I, at I, stocks same thing <laughs> and that's it and hey guess what the two widgets that are on uh, ios 5 standard 
the weather and stocks. Well, I, I do also occasionally look at uh, the crude oil price, so I've put in a, an HTML snippet down there. Okay, you could have just put that in the stocks. Yeah, I, I mean, I could have, yes. So, I, I don't really know why I didn't. Okay, rest my case. Anyway, so the dashboard concept, that whole thing, that's not a good tablet UI. I mean, that's why Apple has never put it in. I mean, they, they the only thing they put in now is fancy notifications, which, you know, when NDAs get lifted, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But the bottom line is, is that, yeah, the UI has always worked because it's just apps. That's all it is. Right. So that's a good start. But when you look at the tablet in general i mean i wrote a really long thing about this because i cutting felt the like keyboard, right not cutting the keyboard my uh recent one about the apple cookbook oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right so why is it that the ipad is so great i think it boils down to a few key things i mean the first thing was the idea that there needed to be something that was really good at certain things sitting between the laptop that we all have and the phone that we all have right so it needs to be good at all those things. So if it is, then you can call it successful. I agree with that. Yeah. Totally. That, that's that's a vague enough thing to say that if it works, then it works. Okay, great. So how do you do that? Well, you need to build something that is sturdy and that is reliable and doesn't crash on you, has nice feeling, like it feels nice. It feels like right. a thing that you'd love to use. And then you build the software. I mean, and that's why... Steve Jobs has always said, people who really care about their hardware build their own software to go with it. Right. And Apple's or done vice the best versa. job of that. Whatever. Yeah, it's I a mean, symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So, you, you, of course, you have to care about that. And if you do these two, th- if you do these two or three things, the last thing is just to make people go, wow. Like, to make people go, yeah, I want this. Because... And I thought one of the coolest things I, while I was writing that was my discovery of the, the the real big dichotomy in the two commercials of the iPad and the touchpad. Did you read this? Did you see I, this? Yeah, I saw. Did you watch them? I, I still didn't watch the touchpad one, but I've, I've mean, seen all the Well, but ones. you've seen the one with the lady who sings with her face. And, oh, yes, 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 yes. So yes. you look at that one, and about 20 seconds of that commercial is actual stuff that the iPad does that's like, I mean, touchpad does that's like really quick. And then the last 10 seconds is her singing with her face in it. You look at the iPad commercial, it's constant use cases of the iPad. Not about how to use it, not about why you would use it, not about what it has. It doesn't have flash or beats audio. Okay, fine. But it does have an application that reads heart monitors or... Right, and it says this is how it will change your life, basically, in every single one. Right. I mean... That is it. That And the marketing team at Apple Youth has always been clutch. They've always done some great stuff. So it's no surprising that think that they've continued to do great things with the iPad. I mean, these things, these are, this is what, if anyone could challenge the iPad, they'd have to be good at those things. Right. And it's just that when you have that first mover advantage and when you have such incumbency and when you have such a supply chain, and we've read about, like, I've, I think I posted a couple of times from DigiTime saying that the supply chain is so tight with Apple's, like, tight rain on the visual, on the displays, mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard. It's really hard for a company to just step in and go, I'm going to make a tablet now. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we can't produce enough for you to even make this tablet, fool. Even if you had the greatest tablet in the world, you couldn't scale that fast. Exactly. I mean, it's it's almost impossible the way Apple's literally selling every touch or panel that can be made so with hp getting rid of maybe getting rid of it i think they're getting rid of it yeah I mean, either I... they get rid of it and they sell it off for patents or whatever 
Yeah. Probably. Or they license it or something. Either way. What's HP going to do? I mean, it sounds like they want to be in the software business only. Well, so... <laughs> who's left then other than apple i mean really i th- always thought of hp as the pc maker but i, I guess mean, dell. dell i mean is that it is that it you got these like littler brands like asus and toshiba and- is dell even like competent enough to accept that responsibility as being the <laughs> biggest manufacturer of pcs i don't i don't know if they can handle the consumer market i mean they've got quite a lock on the on the um uh, enterprise market this move is an unknown for hp it's an unknown for dell it's a win for apple right i can't believe that it even happened like i i honestly thought maybe i'd been in like maybe i'd been looking blindly at hp or just not paying enough attention to pc manufacturers lately but i thought hp was like rock solid when it came to the pc industry and like that was the go-to manufacturer so this was so like what is going on and it's fine that if you, and as Gruber said, if you bring in an enterprise guy, then of course you have to expect enterprise products. But hey, come on. If you have incumbency in the PC market, at least some incumbency, why ditch that? Just completely ditch that. It doesn't, I mean, that's what the message was, that they're going to ditch it. Now, of course, what's really going to happen is they're going to set aside a smaller team to right, keep, doing keep doing what they're doing. doing. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, I'm baffled. Absolutely I'm beyond baffled. baffled. I mean, I don't know. You you got to stick to what you know. And it was one of those big facepalm moments. Nah. I mean, this just. Well, I don't know. We'll look back on it and wonder. Maybe it'll be a good move. But right. Um, another uh, company in question is Motorola. So Motorola, phone manufacturer, parts manufacturer, instant communications piece of paper that holds patents I and mean. guess what google yeah so google said we just wanted the patents really I, we don't I we don't like really care what Mo- uh, we don't really care what motorola mobility does we just wanted the patents. the razor was like one of the coolest the, phones the, ever before the, 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 the iphone cra- came say out the crappy version of an iphone really I hey mean. i liked my razor when i never I had, had it. one it was one. cool i always had a clunky smartphone even in like high school i was that nerd who everyone had razors and i had one of those like AudioVox htc phones that was like three quarters of an inch or like just giant i had so, a windows mobile phone for a while yeah hated i had a thing. windows mobile phone with the like huge antenna on the top of it, it yeah was, yeah, yeah. Hated that thing it was a piece but i mean motorola had the razor arguably the sexiest phone before the iphone okay so What's Motorola? What are they going to do? I think that it sounds like they're going to end up becoming nothing to me. Like, in, within 10 That's years... That's so bad. Within 10 years, I don't think they're going to exist Don't anymore. be evil. Google, whatever. I, I think that... I mean, the droid, too. I, it was certainly the beginning of, of something for Android. <sighs> I, I don't know. So, we'll see what happens there. I, all the more reason to get rid of my Gmail account in anger. So, did you see Google Plus licensing some of their features to Facebook? Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a little funny. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Even the icons look like the Google Plus icons. I saw that. What? I I mean, you can talk about copycatting, and you can talk about Apple kind of taking pages from people on notifications. You can talk about how a lot of the companies have taken pages from Apple about tablets. But really, though, this is kind of like... I mean... We, I think Facebook has been clamored by the masses to change their privacy settings 
Dang, it smells like good cookies. I know, I keep smelling it. <sighs> this is the problem with podcasting in a closet. You get the home cooking smells of cookies. <sighs> so really, if someone sponsored us, we probably wouldn't have to talk about cookies. And we'd air. have a studio. It's true. That's all we really need is a studio. Ugh. Anyway, mm-hmm. Facebook probably needs to step up on their game of coming up with more. They hired some design people. What are they doing right now? Uh, Looking at Google Plus all day? That needs to be focused on, and I think that they need to really, like, maybe issue a statement that one time when someone logs in, it's something quick that says something about privacy, so that all these privacy things would just go away. Like, our pick a stance on it. Like, I'm, I'm sick of talking about privacy with Facebook. Well, I think the stance is, yeah, they, they think that data should be private. I mean, that's the right thing to do. And yeah, but I mean, we're still talking about it as if it's an issue, and because it kind of is. It's an issue because... Google Plus had it right, and Facebook did not. And so that's surprising. It's kind of like, well, ho, that's why everyone's going over there. Yeah. Because it seems it has the illusion of being private, even though we've talked about this numerous times. Yeah, we went through our privacy really. settings, and yeah, we did that on, I believe, on the air. We looked at all my privacy settings, and I was like, whoa, I didn't know any of this existed. It's not really that private. They know more about you. Uh, somebody, somebody texted me today, and they were like, why is it that Google is giving me um advice about what i should do with my cat and then she read her email and then it's talking about cats like what yeah the little bar at the top the sponsorship thing and the thing on the side i mean that's kind of scary i don't really mind it to be honest with you maybe it's i'm too much of a like trusting individual but i have nothing to hide but i certainly see the point for some people like why it would frighten them so i i guess that's that and so a few weeks ago actually i guess it was one of our first podcasts we talked a little bit about sprint and tarun said and specifically there will never be an iphone for sprint well the wall street journal came out and said hey there's gonna be an iphone for sprint it's coming out in mid-october they're getting this from really the fact that apparently there is a 4g capable iphone being developed right and that can only mean one thing and that's sprint and then you well then, LTE is on. It's an LTE enabled phone, which is I mean, Verizon actually has the biggest LTE network now. Right, but I thought didn't Sprint say they had the fastest 4G network? Uh, maybe I don't. These such gimmicks. I don't know why. Why? I mean, well, I, mean I guess it does it's make a, some sense for Apple. They get one point five million. But you know, it's always about competition. I mean, then there's no competition anymore. You know, no one on. There's not going to be that juggernaut T-Mobile phone that someone's going to be like, I need to go to T-Mobile for that. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but but I, I feel like this might be a better win because now if every single, like if Sprint and T-Mobile get it, it's all going to become about contract pricing. And right now Sprint is winning in that, I think. Like, they've got the cheapest contracts. So maybe people will be like, I want this cheap service and I can still get my iPhone. Well, what about the fact that it may be the iPhone the iPhone 4S or the mini iPhone or Nano or what have you goes to Sprint and T-Mobile, but the big iPhone... Stays on Verizon right. and t What if they did something like that? Like a prepaid phone on T-Mobile and Sprint, but an f- actual phone. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there, and this may make you angry, but I could not see that happening. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I'm just, I mean, maybe we're just talking just hypotheticals. Idea. Like, No, yeah. it's a complete idea. I don't even agree. If that if that happened, I'd be like, what? I was just joking, Apple. What are Tim you doing? Tim Cook, what have you done? <laughs> exactly. That was a Tim Cook idea. So, oh I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see the problem with having Sprint have the iPhone. I don't know that I'd make the Switch or anything, but I, I just thought it was a little bit comical that 
One of the first time. Yeah, there will never be a Sprint iPhone. In sure the only enough. reason I'm on AT&T with the iPhone is because we're on a family plan. Yeah, it's a good deal. I, I've got the same thing. I've got the unlimited plan still, so I can feel free to browse as much as I want. To be honest with you, the only reason I am, because I thought about making the switch to Verizon because they get better service, is I actually use the simultaneous voice and data a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I really do. Like I oh. forget about anniversaries all the time. Those stupid commercials. But, I mean, there are times when I probably shouldn't admit this, especially if any uh, police officers are listening, but I'll be on the phone and talking, and I'll put my hands-free device in, and I'll Stop. start browsing the internet. Stop. <laughs> I, I like Stop to be it. able to browse the internet. We don't condone. We don't anything. condone texting and driving, or, in my case, browsing the internet and driving. But certainly there are also times where I'm tethering, and I like to talk on the telephone. And you can't do that with Verizon because of the simultaneous voice and data. You seem perplexed. I don't know. Hmm. Well. Well, what? Are those cookies? Nice. Getting hand-delivered cookies is is an incredible thing. That's awesome. We still have a couple more things to talk about. We do. You can keep talking while I eat these. (laughs) All right, so Lyft. A new startup from the Twitter execs. So the, the founder of Twitter left Twitter, right? To, to do to Couple start an incubator yeah left to start an incubator essentially which if anyone doesn't know what that is it's sort of a way to like for startup companies things like that are the cookies good oh my god perfect so they started a new company called lyft i still don't know that i fully understand exactly what lyft's doing so whenever tarun finishes his cookie there i'd he'll maybe maybe be able to explain lyft a little bit better i mean i think the website explains it best let me just pull this right. up i mean i sort of looked at it but i was in a hurry and it's been kind of a busy week so we're gonna we're gonna check out Lyft really fast. Lyft.com. Oh, I t- <laughs> that's completely not their website. I can't believe we're going to read the website. The last Lyft. time this happened, I got scolded for like being a a, it's, a little. It's, uh, wow, that is that is crazy. Lyft. Um, there's a lot of stuff on Lyft. It's not Lyft.com. What is it? Lyft. Do I search Lyft Twitter? This is. I feel a, like if I did this. It'd be just like Spotify. You'd be like, well, I can't believe we're like sponsoring Lyft and we're, we're not even getting any money from this. This podcast is going straight downhill. <laughs> okay, I, just... I need to find... <sighs> okay, company called Lyft. If I click on this hyperlink... Oh, Lyft.do. Whoa. <laughs> that's... Lyft.do. That's pretty smart. Okay, so Lyft.do. All it says is achieve anything. Okay, that's it. Once give us your email and we'll let you know when we're ready. Okay, so what's Lyft? On TechCrunch, I will read what it says. Basically says, um, I mean, okay, this doesn't have the verbiage that I read, but basically it's supposedly doing, it's supposedly somehow working with people to using positive reinforcement. I have no idea what that is because I'm a psychology minor and I've done a lot of psychology in my undergrad and that to me means a mouse running and hitting a button at the time of a tone. That's exactly what I was yeah. And getting some cheese. This. So, anyway, uh, supposedly uh, Lyft is going to provide... I, I think they're a consulting company. They're a consulting company that uses positive reinforcement for employees the, to make them do stuff. It's probably it's probably a business plan or, or consulting firm something or right. You, we don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's all pretty speculate speculative at this point. But Biz Stone and Evan Williams, co-founders of Twitter, mm-hmm. 
Jack Dorsey's still doing Twitter. He's still in Square. Two companies that are doing really well. So Jack Dorsey knows what he's doing. What about Bistone and um, Mr. At EV? So Bistone and At EV were a, were a couple of individuals who I actually read a case study on in an entrepreneurship class recently. Really? Really, yeah. And our professor grilled them to no ends. They were. It was basically Twitter will never be anything with these two. They will never make money because these two people don't know how to make money. They know how to like invent things. So I'm wondering, like, if this company will go anywhere, if it will, what we'll see. But it was, it was all basically about how both of them, and when they started Twitter, how Twitter was basically nothing. It took forever to get off the ground until Jack Dorsey came in. Hmm. Well, I don't know. But, hey, we find it, we post it, you decide. That's what we do. Don't, don't ever say you decide again. <laughs> okay. Is that Republican? It just feels very Fox News. We report it, you decide. Oh, yeah. We, we don't really do faux news around here. Last story. Oh, man. This is a, this is a big one, right? You know why this ticks me off is because I actually love both Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef and watch them on a weekly and daily basis because I get so far behind. So here I am going to Fox and... Fox says, you can't watch this unless you have a Dish Network account and you're a subscriber. Then log in and uh, you can uh, right. it's watch actually, the content. I, it would really make me angry if it wasn't for the fact that my family has a Dish Network account. And I don't have te- like a television account, period. I don't watch TV very often. But I get access to all these things because they like only believe in watching TV. They don't really believe in anything else. So, so what's Fox trying to do? Fox I- is trying to make money by getting people to subscribe and watch their TV ads which makes them a sizable amount. But, okay, what if, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start a network television company, bring in the best, the best shows on the dang planet. Everyone loves them. And then I'll just show 30-second ads, just like when they do normally on TV. You know what the difference is going to be? I'm going to make more money. Well, I don't understand at all why you would want to put a paywall or a wall at all Behind content that is available if I had bunny ears. Actually, not anymore. If I had a digital cable box for 20 bucks, I could watch these shows. Or I could at least take a video camera and record them. It takes a lot of effort. But my point is is that the only effort in that way and then effort in the torrenting way, you're making people do things because... That are illegal. I mean... And before to what end? When you could be making just as much money if you... You know, just just go ahead and let everyone I think eat people, their cake. I think that people are a little frightened in the media world that so many people are dropping their cable subscriptions. I mean, cable's dropping like, like crazy. And they don't know how to react, I think. This is a, a big concern, and I don't see why they don't just do, like, keep things in the iTunes store and then say, okay, here you go. Like, would you still pay for it if it was in the iTunes store? Or would you say, no, yeah, no I'm of course not. It. Uh, I'm not going to pay for Well, it's expensive. It's really <laughs> expensive. It's super expensive to buy stuff on the iTunes store, unless it's a 99-cent TV show. That's true. That's not too bad. I, yeah. But there's 99 cents added up. Anyway. It's true. It's true. The, insp- the inspiration for this post came from Dan Fromer. I love this guy's blog, by the way. He writes some good stuff. But he was saying how Fox News is... The torrenting rates for Hell's Kitchen and MasterChef went way up as a result of this move. So, you know, it it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand the authentication at all. I don't understand. I don't even know 
my credentials, even if I did have a desktop. So here's how account. it works for HBO Go. I'm not entirely sure how it works for Fox. I should go home and, again, use my family's Dish Network account and just to see how it is. Or I'll give you their credentials because they don't use it. They don't even believe in online bill pay. Oh, okay. So you can have it. Oh, okay. So anyway, you have to, with HBO Go, you go to HBO Go's website, and then you have to log into your Dish Network account. Like, there's a little button at the top that says, like, log into Dish Network. You then get redirected to Dish Network site, put your credentials in, then you're routed back to HBO Go. So it's really kind of a hassle. Wow. At that point, you might as well just torrent the thing. And I'm really not joking. Wow. I know. I wouldn't want to go through all that effort. I would rather torrent. Sorry, Fox. What a terrible idea. They had this coming. I mean... I I had to clear your cache and refresh that for our top downloads thing to pop up. I actually wondered what you'd done to change it, because it looked identical to what you said earlier. Now doesn't it look nice? Yeah, it does. It looks a lot better than I thought that... I was like, what did he really do that makes this look any different? Yeah. For those of you who who are frequenters or visitors of our website i've added a little section now so everyone can know what we're talking about when we say top downloads basically the two newest or the two most popular features things that are worthwhile to point everyone to because we'd love to hear feedback and in general we'd love to hear feedback about pretty much everything we talk about and you can post some feedback on twitter at weekly d or you can email us, contact at weeklydownload.com. Uh, weekly the cookies are drop so a, good. Yeah, drop a comment in the in one of the posts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we still have uh, post commenting available, I think, on at least some of the featured ones. So yeah, And we don't have a problem with that because I'm a spam killer, and I will kill you. I've, I've killed, kill I've killed a few in my day. So no problem. Go ahead and post. Feel and free to do we so. We'll probably reply back with our opinion, especially if it's something that we don't agree with. But uh, that was equally weekly, weekly download, episode number 11. Uh, of course, as you know, we didn't talk about the Steve Jobs uh, resignation, even though that was big news, because we talked about it in weekly download, episode number 10. So, so for some reason, if you missed that, make sure to go back and check it. You should probably be subscribed to our podcast, so <laughs> you true. would not have missed that episode. And, and if you did, go subscribe to our podcast. But for now, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.